This week in Maroon and Bold, the guys will discuss the CMU football team's chances against Buffalo on homecoming, the soccer team's recent conference success, and the basketball teams have started practice before their winter season. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm CM Life Sports Editor Dylan Getz here with beat writer Evan Petzl and Andy McDonald. Uh, how you guys doing today? I know we're, we're we're recording this on a different day than we normally do. Earlier in the week this time. Yeah, it's a it's a late one, but you know it's never too late to be up here in the fourth floor of Moore Hall. I'll tell you what, because we've oh, made yeah. many nights of it through our years here. That's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, lots of <laughs> lots of late nights up here in Moore Hall, fourth floor. It's pretty enjoyable though. Kind of refreshing to be up here this late at night. It just I mean, yeah, long days suck and all that, and you know they're they're rough. But at the right. same time, like it is kind of cool just to be on the grind late at night. Like sometimes that that brings that extra energy and it brings that extra life into into you. And that that's how I'm feeling right now. So I'm doing great, well, ready hey, to roll. I mean, now we don't have to worry about it later on in the week. So so there you go. Hey, Might as well get it done early, get right? It done now, right for sure. So this is the fifth uh, Maroon and Bowl of the semester. We're gonna be talking some football. We're gonna be talking some uh, some of the women's soccer team. And and uh, how the men's basketball and women's basketball team might stack up this year. They started practice for their uh, winter seasons just recently this past week, and uh, so so that's gonna that that's coming. That's approaching us. We just started October, so it's almost basketball season. I know I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know. About oh yeah, fellas, but but yeah, definitely. It's crazy how fast that. it feels like football is just going by like already. Like. Yeah. Seriously, football is one of those sports too. You know, there's only 16 or so, even you know, 12 games. Like, yeah, you know that like one, two, three games go by and you're. It's crazy. You're already like, getting you're down to already it. Done. You know, it's it's not so. So about this CMU football team, <laughs> they did what they what we kind of expected them to. A couple of trick plays, try to switch it up pretty often. They did that. Jonathan Warren actually had a touchdown pass. <laughs> Which was great because I, I made sure to mention this to Evan when we were in the booth, uh, but I haven't talked to you about this. Remember, well, when we were doing these last week, uh, doing the podcast and doing the video and everything, um, that was something that we kind of joked about was how, you know, Jonathan Warren's not doing much with his legs. Might, use as well, the legs for the might as well do something with his arm or something, right? <laughs> just, you know, just just for fun. And, and it turns out that he actually threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> and, and I think it just made it even more crazy that it was to the back of the, you know, the was, backup quarterback. Yeah, it and was it was Tony a Tony Bolgen. Crazy. And yeah, it, it, was, it was kind of nuts. Uh, they, they made a little bit of a comeback there in that fourth quarter, but they were never even – able to take the lead or anything they had 17 points but um by then well it was 31 to 20 it was a final uh there they got they got on the board first with a field goal um after after a flea flicker on the first play of the game which is pretty surprising to me as well um but after that quick start you know they just couldn't get anything going on offense until msu started putting in their backup guys and it was kind of game was slowing down that's when cmu tried to stick around uh, I know you, Evan. You were in the booth too. So, mm-hmm. what were you seeing out there from from that MSU game? Well, even after the game, you know, CMU coach John Bonamigo came into the press conference and said, "You know that that's a game that we didn't come just to play. We came to win that game. Like that mm-hmm. that was a game that they wanted to win, and they were a hundred percent, you know, believing in themselves that that they were going to win it. It wasn't a game that they were just, you know, taking lightly to say, hey, let's let's go enjoy Spartan Stadium. No, it was it was about winning the game and." 
from watching that game and, and seeing what I saw, you know, uh, again, another great performance from redshirt freshman wide receiver Julian Hicks. Five receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Um, you even saw Drayton Law make a make a catch for a first down where he got right. absolutely smacked. Yeah, and, then, and that, that was a pretty crazy play, actually, because yeah. Lazaro, Lazaro, it was to his right. Yeah, he had mm-hmm. to roll out to his right. There was a lot of pressure coming. I didn't think the play, you know, it looked like a dead play right there. I didn't even think he was going to get the ball out. And then out of nowhere, uh, there comes yeah, Drayton Law. And it, was a, and it was a good, you know, third down conversion, and they, they kind of needed it in, in that instance. it was That was a big play. I mean, Lazaro and Drayton Law had made that play happen. But, I mean, the, the point being, you know, more than just them making the play, the thing is, Drayton Law took a hit. And he got back up, and he kept playing, and he ended up making another catch um, a, a little bit later in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, not not as big of a catch, but nonetheless, he stayed in the game. He kept playing, and he did his thing. And I think that's something that, you know, Coach Bonamigo wanted to see was his guys just continue to give that effort. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we saw that from from Brandon Childress. Really, for the first time all year, we saw a lot of consistency out of him. Three receptions for forty six yards. Right. You know, he didn't have the 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 small errors. He made the th- he made he made the catches on throws that were to him when it mattered. You yeah. know, we saw the same thing with Julian Hicks, and that's been a consistent all year. He's been he's been outstanding. Cam Cole, you know, made a couple receptions, but I, I think for the first time, this football team has really turned the corner. Though I, I think every week it's been improvement, 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 and now I think they're finally confident that they can hang in MAC play. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that only you know, says so much. Who knows how they're going to be when they get on the field? But at least right now, in their minds, they they think that that they can hang. They think that they can still win a MAC title, and they're not just saying it to say it. I think I think they really think it. I right. think that they can say what they want, but until they start to win games, yeah, that's what I said. You got to yeah, that's what I said. You got to walk. You got to walk the talk. I, I think Don't at some point, I think at some point, you got to stop listening to just everything they say and kind of look at what's happening on the field. Because I mean, when you're losing by that many points, you start to come back when you're down yeah. by that much. To me, it's kind of a it's kind of misleading to what you're seeing in the field because they were not in that game against Michigan State. I mean, yeah, if anybody it, it, that watched it, you would know that. You know, <laughs> if you look at the final score, it looks like, oh, this might have been closer than I thought it was. They covered the spread by, like, 20 points or, like, 17 or something like that. I don't even I don't remember. Well, it must have been, like, 28 and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah well, anyway, 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 it, was it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as people <laughs> thought it would be, but – but like honestly, that they game that up. game was I mean <laughs> that game was that game was over pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, and you know it was just some sloppy. Like, if MSU mis- didn't let off to, yeah. the gas in a way, it right. would have been close to that line. I mean right. that's that's right. I mean and the thing is like yeah. and and I, and I think that's something that I'm glad you mentioned that earlier about how you know there's only so much you can you can listen to about football players because obviously you know uh, they can be they can be O and A and they can tell you. <laughs> We're going to get that championship. Yeah, they're boy. still going I mean, to get that win. You know, at, at some point you got to <laughs> value, week. like you know, like come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's and I mean, you know, and there and there's some athletes out there who will be real with you and they'll be like, hey, you know, this isn't this hasn't been a good season. This hasn't been a good year. Or we got some problems. And there's other ones that'll only be positive. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not like everybody's like that, but uh, you know, you kind of you you do, it's something you learn as a journalist. You got to gauge, you know, people's credibility. Uh, in in the way that they're thinking, uh, obviously, their goal is is a MAC championship. But is that you know like a serious Where they're actually accomplishment? At. You know, um, you know I think we we still have a lot to see in terms of MAC play so far. They only played the one game uh, in MAC play um, <coughs> against NIU. Uh, that was a close game. It was only what they lost by like eight points, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean it it was closer than than the MSU game and stuff. But I mean. 
We knew it was yeah. we knew it was a daunting like test, like their non conference in their first five games. I mean, they come out of a one and four, but I, I know that Buffalo lost last week to Army. I mean, not that Ar- Army is I don't think Army's like a slouch. I think they're a decent team every most years. But mm-hmm. forty two to thirteen, yeah, they get blown out, but they also beat a Rutgers team forty two to thirteen. I don't think it gets any easier this week coming up. I think Buffalo's still a really good team that's going to give CMU everything they have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think uh, I think Buffalo is definitely one of the better teams in the MAC. And uh, like last year, I believe they lost on homecoming to Buffalo last year as well. So uh, was it Buffalo or was Toledo? It Toledo. Toledo. Yeah, yeah, it was Toledo. But anyway, that game was it was like raining. It was raining. The it was like a really bad day. <laughs> Uh, so the homecoming kind of feel of homecoming and it was know, like, crap. It, it was really. I mean, I don't <laughs> Did know. Really how the get players a good game really, last year? Did they ever get a good like no, a good no. home game like they really, ever? <laughs> no, they didn't. And, and and when they did, it was against uh, Rhode Island triple overtime on <laughs> yeah, like a seriously. Tuesday Monday night or something. And then the focus wasn't on the weather. It was how did we almost lose to Rhode Island? Right, right? that's right. what the thought process was. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Luckily, they have more Saturday games, and hopefully on homecoming this week, it'll be a little bit better weather, uh, so, you know, they can do their little festivities and, and kind of prepare. You know, the homecoming you got a chance game to, always means a little bit more. You got a chance to make a statement in front of a, a decent-sized crowd, I'm sure, just because it is homecoming. You know there's at least going to be a lot of alumni and whatever else there. You got a yeah. good team in Buffalo coming in that everybody is definitely picking to finish high in the MAC, so... This is your week to like give yourself a chance to actually show yeah. that you will be something this year and put some put some stuff behind those words. First first conference game at home this year is a homecoming game, so I think that's pretty important to know. I mean, you never want to disappoint the fans, especially on homecoming, and this this game does matter. It counts in conference, so so I think that's definitely something that that they're preparing pretty well for. Um, Evan, you are at practice this morning. What are, what are some of the themes that you saw? Uh, you know, in terms of the players and, and coaches and what, what what they were kind of taking away from that MSU game? I mean, yeah, basically what I said is they, you know, I said that I said it earlier, they think that they're an improved team. I think they've improved every week, but I mean, I know you guys don't agree with what they're saying. And um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's what they thought, was that they made an improvement. That was That was basically it. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's hope they did, but let's be honest, they weren't, like the final score was a little... Um, What's the word I'm looking for here, Andy? Uh, I mean, it, it didn't really tell the full story. Yeah, I, just, I, mean, I just think misleading. I just think it. I think it doesn't I mean, look, show. Like, yeah, what they were, where they actually were. I so mean, so we were we were sitting in the press box, and it was like 21 to three, and Rob, who was like the communications guy for athletics, leans over the desk and goes, "At least we got the field goal right." <laughs> you know, the game's over when you know that kind of stuff yeah, starts happening. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what do you guys think about Tommy Lazaro's play? That's the one thing I really want to. I mean, going 19 at 34, he has the touchdown two picks. It's a good team at Michigan State. I mean, constant pass rush. Mm-hmm. What do you guys make of his day? I, I think, think the, I think the, he, he was a little bit inaccurate in the, in the decisions that he made. Like, the interceptions were kind of like pretty bad interceptions, they weren't like. They weren't like you know going off people's hands and you know just like tipped and it wasn't really his fault. Like the interceptions, he he might have been pressured on probably both of them, but um, but they were just kind of like bad bad decision making, you know. And and that's something that you you know you just learn with experience. What did you think about uh, about Lazaro's play, Evan? Yeah, I think there was things that he could have improved. Um, I think that's kind of how it always is for for uh, you know quarterback, especially of such a low tier like Central Michigan. You know, you're not dealing with quarterback prospects that are going to go, you know, mm-hmm. top of the draft. So, yeah, always improvements. I think accuracy is big, and, you know, offensive yeah, he, line could help. I think 
I mean, there's a lot of problems with this team, and they they have stuff to work on. And yeah, Tommy's Tommy's a part of that. I think uh, one thing that you mentioned to me last week was that you know he actually kind of looks like your stereotypical like average Mac quarterback. You know, Polden, it was just kind of like weird to watch. He didn't look like a QB. He looked kind of like he didn't shouldn't have been out there. Um, you know, he made some throws and and made a lot of plays on his legs, but but Lazaro kind of looks like that Mac kind of quarterback. He's, he's yeah, the, I definitely think he's still your guy. Yeah. I don't think you need to switch from him or anything. Or right? I don't think right. it's that alarming for this game. I think he definitely still your guy. I mean, what? I mean, yeah, he was wide open. It was a trick play, whatever. But just the ability that Poljan showed to be able to make a play like that, I, I don't think you want to move him from what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, right I now. mean, he draws so much attention, being how big he is mm-hmm. anyway. You know, like you, you don't want to you don't want to leave. You know, you don't want to leave some guy five eleven corner or something on him all alone with no help over the top or anything like that. You know, it's just kind of problematic for for defenses. No matter if it's Michigan State, which has one of the best run defenses in the country, oh, yeah. or it's uh, or it's Buffalo, you know, on, on homecoming, so. Uh, it it kind of just depends, but I I definitely think Lazaro is still still the guy for them. Uh, I don't I don't think it's it, it's even been questioned. Um, after after Lazaro took that starting role, how, what do you think, Evan? I mean, there hasn't been any. I mean, are there really any other options? I mean, yeah. you know how bad this team is, and just <laughs> right. how how bad their quarterback situation it's is. Terrible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, they're one of the they're one of the I mean least Jonathan Ward. <laughs> well, Jonathan Ward, he is one a for one. QBR. Yeah. What was he? What was it like a twenty-six yard touchdown or something? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't really have any other options. Um, you kind of got to work with what you have, you know. Yep. And they've completely but, went away from the running game. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Eight carries for Ward. The, re- the I mean. I mean, they might not even really win another. They run. might not win another game this season. It's yeah. It's definitely not out of the out of the carriage. I mean, yeah. you're not, you're like, not I would not like they they might not win another I game put this it past season them either. Well, the thing is against yeah. the, the the running game with Michigan State. I mean, the Michigan State's run run defense is like best in the country, so it's yeah, kind of so hard it's just not to eliminate it. it. Plus, you're down all game. Yeah, game down situation. all game. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, you know, like a, a question that I kind of wanted to bring up to you guys that I saw on Twitter actually it was Jim Costa who who kind of brought this up, but. Okay, Bono's fourth year. Um, they kind of dove all the way in with Poljan. That didn't turn out very well. He yeah. doesn't look like the quarterback we we might have hoped, or 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 they might have hoped that to to kind of grow him into. You know, what's the deal? Why doesn't Bono have have you know like a one of those guys that why didn't why didn't he recruit a QB uh, when he first got here? You know, it, it seems like their their quarterback situation. It's kind of in the air. I feel like last year, Shane it's a great Moore, question for Coach Bono. Yeah, yeah Shane really Morris. Sh- Shane Morris kind of came in and and kind of like saved everybody's butt last year. You know, Did. that's what you feel. Absolutely. Uh, that was that was definitely like without Shane Morris, they wouldn't have been eight and five. But uh, that team was good, except for a QB until Shane Morris got here. Like that team was so good. Yeah, they had everything. They had every, yeah. all the assets in the outside to throw to people that went to the NFL or got you know picked up by NFL teams. Like that says a lot in the MAC conference. And I mean, Jonathan Ward definitely benefited from having a quarterback. Yeah, man, and it's and it's crazy because I was just thinking, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it now when we're here covering the team and following following along and everything. Like, you know, last year was a good, really good year for them, and they only went eight and five. You know, like if that year, if that year kind of. If I mean, they went over Western ceiling? and had the guy in tears. Yeah, and they won that game. I mean, that shows how big it was and like right, how like hard it, it's it, been for them to even get that win. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like, if that's your kind of ceiling is an eight and five year, you know they they got a great team, uh, good quarterback, 
you know, everything's kind of going well. An eight and five is your ceiling, you know. Uh, like football is the new lacrosse, man. Yeah, how far? How far <laughs> could uh, you know? How far could this CMU team really go? Oh, it's not going anywhere this year. Yeah. Like I'm telling you the truth, it's not going anywhere. This team is going straight downhill. I don't think they win another game this year. I, I think it's over for for the football team. Boldly straightforward, right there. Yeah, I mean, look, all the rest of their games are conference games. They mean a lot more. Everybody's trying to win. It's it's a possibility. You know, I I think they might pull one out, but yeah, I think I think and they'll find a way to get. But a it's definitely too, but a possibility. We'll it's not something that you can write off. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which which is kind of unfortunate. Um, anyway, moving on a little bit, we're going to talk about uh, CMU women's soccer. They started their conference play not too long ago. I think it was two weekends ago now, um, but they got off to a pretty good start, three and one so far. Um, you know, they won their most recent game, and I think it was a game before that that they lost. So with this 3-1 and one start, you know, they kind of look at the conference season as a new start to the season. They have a 5-7 and seven record, but a 3-1 and one conference record. You know, like, like, even like the MSU-CMU score, uh, it doesn't really tell the full story, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Team's too what, inconsistent. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> For starters, too too inconsistent. The, the soccer, yeah, yeah, I across mean, the board. And I and I'm talking, yeah, football is too inconsistent. Lacrosse just loses all the time. Soccer, inconsistent <laughs> as all can be. You have a great scorer in Lexi Palafis and a great overall playmaker, but really, like, what's what's around her though? Like, you have a couple of pieces, and like, that's about it. That's and, if you, and, if you, and if you don't piece, get, if you yeah, don't Madison. get a goal, I, yeah, but I feel like if you don't get a goal from really one of those two no that's been losing the game that's been their biggest problem is they don't have any offensive consistency and i mean every time i asked about it with a couple of games that i helped out covering that's like what it was is they started to feel like a couple weekends ago when they were playing here at home they started to find more and they got goals from different people and then they go get shut out in the road by buff by buffalo and they score one goal to get a win Mm -hmm. against akron i mean those are things you can't do all season to get wins you can't expect your goalie to you know pitch shutouts to be able to get wins and exactly. until they find a way to be able to like score more and get more i mean they can put up all the shots they want in the world because the shots really aren't their problems that they're not getting quality ones they're not getting them on goal i think that has a lot to do with their youth and who they who they've lost over the past mm. year they 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 play at home on october 4th and then they play three straight road games october 7th 12th and 14th that that's the, that's, that's, a, that's a, a tough three stretch. game stretch. It is yeah. a tough stretch. Good luck, <laughs> Toledo, Ohio, Kalamazoo, and then DeKalb, Illinois. I mean, you're on the road for well, two of those games, the Western and then the NIU game. Uh, they're only two three days apart, so like that's gonna be rough. Uh, it, unless their defense can keep holding out and keep getting shutouts and and you know, kind of carry the anchor for the team. I mean, the offense isn't consistent enough yet. I think they're the potential's there, but um, you know, let I guess we'll see if if they can keep this up. Right now, uh, they're fourth, fourth in the Mid American Conference. They're tied for well, tied for second, but they're listed as fourth just mm-hmm. because of the tiebreakers and all. Look who's number one. Yeah, Bowling Green. And who do they play? Who does CMU play coming up? Oh yeah, Bowling, Bowling Green, Green at yeah. home. Like Bowling that, Green, that's their. That's they got their, momentum. Like, chalk game. that up as a loss, mm-hmm. and then you go on the road for three straight games. It doesn't get easy, and that that's the point. Is if you have inconsistency and a tough upcoming schedule, you lose, you know, say three out of those four games, and and you're on the down track because after that, 
You got three games left. Yeah, then you kind of got to work back. Well, well you got to well, win. That's the thing about this game. I mean, it's really kind of this Bowling Green game, especially, is it's crucial. Huge. It's crucial. Very Say very they can, uh, if they can, if they can win this game in Mount Pleasant, I think it's you know, it would it would kind of flip the table in terms of, uh, you know, they would be tied for first now in in the conference. So uh, I mean, and then they'd have the tiebreaker too. You, you, know, you can so. win these one to zero games. It is possible. You never. I mean, like they always definitely. Simi definitely has a chance. It's not like they're playing. Bad soccer since the max started. They are three and one. Yeah, just, play, I mean they're see. playing good ball, but you'd you'd expect a little bit more consistency. You got to find more offense to be consistent and keep winning. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to run out. Eventually, someone's going to start scoring on you or you know figure out something. Yeah, and and it's kind of surprising to me that that defense has been such kind of like a mainstay for this team because mm-hmm. Zoe Reed, who who was going to be a senior this year, uh, their goalie. She went down. She's yeah. injured. She's out for the season. She's going to be back next year, uh, even though she was a she was a redshirt senior. Uh, because of the injury, she got another year of eligibility. But um, you know, it's kind of surprising to me that they haven't had too many goalie goalie you know slip ups and problems. Um, so so that's definitely a positive for them as well. Um, anyway, moving on a little bit further. Men's basketball and women's basketball have have started practice in McGurk Arena. Do we even the, talk uh, about the men's basketball team at this point? Yeah. Like, do we just move to the do women's we? immediately? Yeah, do we? <laughs> I mean, we probably should. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's 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 give men's we, basketball. We can peek their, at it. Yeah, peek let, at it. let's peek at it a little bit. What what's what's kind of in store for them this year? I I mean, it seems like you know. I mean, when we talked to Keno, that he was pretty happy with the progression of some of the players that you want to see. I think the one thing that kind of you know made me at least chuckle a little bit was the comment about Kevin McKay that you know oh he's gonna he's gonna be a starter now, yeah. And I just thought Thank to myself goodness. like okay <laughs> I mean he was a starter last year let's be yeah. honest that's the he played more minutes than like everybody else combined but he didn't start yeah no I think I think this team has some I mean they, they seem like they have some confidence in some of the guys in their system but I think it really what we get out of the transfers is going to be the biggest thing because right now you know CMU doesn't really have like. That one consistent guy underneath that's going to be, I mean, who's going to be their big guy besides Innocent Nwoko? And he didn't play a lot of minutes last year. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. like it's going to be like miniature ball. There's small ball, but that like that. Yeah, Innocent Nwoko barely played last year. I don't know if he's going to be ready for for a big jump. In I don't. Minutes. I don't think so. Um, and basically, you know, guys that you have coming in, junior forward Rob Montgomery from Indian Hills Community College, Kevin Hamlet from junior forward Mini Area College, just like uh, Sean Roundtree. Wonder how that got hooked up. And then junior guard Dallas Morgan from Moberly Area Community College. So that's, you know, where they got another, Cecil Williams. Yeah. Sophomore forward Romello Burrell from Logan A or from John A. Logan College. And then also Larry Austin Jr., a point mm-hmm. guard from Vanderbilt. Keno Davis has named him the the starter, the starting point guard alongside Sean Roundtree. Said that, you know, gonna use those two like he did with with Braylon Ration, Rayson Simmons and, and Chris Fowler. Back in 2015, going to use them kind of in the same way as right. having a, a combo point guard package. And, yeah, and like yeah, two different playmaking it. options and ball handlers. Yeah, yeah. but does yeah. it really work out? I don't think so. So Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was not a uh, foreign sight to see like Kevin McKay lining up against the big guys last year, which was like crazy to me. Which is yeah. lucky yeah. because he's tough enough to yeah. be able to play, but at the same time, he's not your ideal five. Right, right. He's, not, he's just he, tough enough to be able to hang. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the size necessary, but he definitely has the grit and 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 the kind of play ability. Um, anyway, that was that was a quick enough little. Uh, go ahead. What about Matt? What about a guy like Matt Beachler? 
What about, like, what about, what about, like, what about Beachler, Redmond, Maddie Smith, those guys that are just like absolutely well, getting Matt, like tossed down the totem pole as these transfers Maddie come Smith's in? Maddie has been here for a while. I think I think that you know a guy like uh, Matt Beachler, he's really gonna have to actually like prove himself to get any well, playing time. Just bringing these transfers every year. I mean, like, he got he's... he got some time at the end of halves and stuff last year, but it was never consistent, yeah, was... and he never really got the chance to like actually show anything on offense. I mean, I don't know it. I don't really know where he fits in right now. I Look think at their roster, right. though. Their roster is made up of literally all like Juco transfers, mm-hmm. with the exception of Larry Austin coming from Vanderbilt. Yeah. But like, is that the only way to play in his in Keno Davis's system? Like, is that, is, know, that, is, that like, is that a is that I saying that he's like, a poor recruiter? Then I feel like I feel like uh, Kevin turned know, out, but yeah, Kevin McKay, guys like you know, uh, for example. Oh man, I'm totally losing his David DeLeo. David DeLeo, yeah, like he was a great recruit. But even David DeLeo a wasn't good, a guy who people said like, oh, like wow, he might be good. He, I mean, oh, no. he literally got him because no, of f- no, his par- freshman- like parental, you know, connections that you well, know, his yeah. dad had with but, Kino. But, but that that's the thing. That's how you recruit people is people you know. You don't recruit some schmuck off the well, that's you know, how, off the side well, of the yeah, block. I think but that's his, how it is. But DeLeo's freshman year, he had everybody going. I mean, he was yeah. every time he came out, this freshman, this no name kid was yeah. out here like diving for loose balls. Getting those rebounds, like he, like he showed that that he's got a spot on this team. Uh, that's one of your bright spots this year. You know, guys like David DeLeo, guys like Kevin McKay, um, Matt Beachler probably has that kind of potential too. He just gotta. I mean, I don't want him to turn into the uh, you know, Josh Kaczynski who only takes threes, does nothing else on the entire floor. I don't, I don't want that to be Matt Beachler. Just said it, and that's that's a part of my thing. Not not even necessarily just all that. I think one of the best things for this team is that they don't really have much actual seniority. I think everybody's yeah. going to play because Keno leaned on that last year. He would just play Josh Kaczynski for however many minutes, even though he wasn't doing anything for them. Yeah. And Luke Meyer was a guy who was just a liability on defense every time he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that honestly helps them that they're able to just get some of these guys that transferred and comes in, mm-hmm. plays from. I think I think it could make it different. I'm not saying it's Will or they're going to be great or anything like that, but I don't know. I kind of like the looks of this team more than I liked last year's team. Yeah, and and I'm glad you mentioned the thing about the transfers. There's there's pr- some pretty significant turnover, which is has been kind of common uh, since Keno Davis has been here. Yep. At at CMU, and and I don't know if that's something that they want to continue. I think recruiting is always the way to go. Uh, but but transfers can help. Um, but you know, it's just. <laughs> It's not. It's not the uh, the way you want it. It's really big. That's the problem when you when you're in the MAC in a conference like this, coaching a team like Central Michigan that, you know, under Keno Davis. Let's be honest, haven't really been that good. um, Despite the start, they were were good the the first couple years. You're never you're never going to beat out anybody for like a top recruit. Exactly. You know, Matt Beachler was like a really good get for them. That was big. Like getting getting him over some of the schools that he had offers to was huge. But even like Kevin McKay and you know we mentioned DeLeo, like those guys didn't have many offers. They were steals. Like the, that had, yeah. that kind of stuff. You get lucky with players like that. And I think that's kind of what you got to build on for for Keno Davis is just recruit and hopefully you get lucky. But if not, let's dig into this transfer pool. And I think that's what he's done. And yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's, he, he's it's definitely trying to bit. trying to make the most out of that yeah. transfer pool for sure. But I mean, you know, recruiting at Central Michigan, uh, you you kind of have to look for guys that have a couple knacks, but they're not fully, you know, they're not they're not ready, I guess, to 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 start on a college basketball team. You have to look for those guys who you can kind of train up a little bit. And who who have the dedication, but don't necessarily have the skill, or or have the you know acquired you know like the ability, which which 
most of those things can be taught. You have to look for those mm-hmm. guys that, you know, like David DeLeo, who will fire for the loose ball. You have to look for the guys, you know, that don't get a lot of attention but are still good basketball players. Um, so that's definitely, I mean, it's tough. The assistant coaches got a really, really tough job recruiting in men's basketball nowadays because, you know, like the whole culture around recruiting men's basketball is just kind of crazy with one and tones and, and big schools and stuff like that. You know, everybody wants to, everybody, nobody wants to, uh, to go to nobody aspires to go to CMU and play men's basketball. You know, it's just kind of like people get an opportunity and they try to make the most of it at CMU. It's not it's not the destination. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the way to the destination. You know, I agree. So yep. Anyway, uh, moving on to the women's basketball team, our our bright shining light at at uh, <laughs> at, at Central Michigan University. My gosh, this team is good. I mean, they lost their their best player in Tanara Moore, but they're still. I mean, their program. There's not one person really in in the MAC that would say that they wouldn't be in the championship game again next year. Mm-hmm. Locked um, and loaded again. I mean, Superbar back at it again. Hey, you know she's here. She's here uh, for, for those CMU basketball fans. The one thing I'm gonna ask you guys what what you're kind of most excited about this year. Uh, but the one thing I'm most excited about is I, I'll never forget it. It was. Um, at the NCAA tournament, when they were on that crazy run, Sweet 16, uh, Michaela Kelly went off, had like 30 points, bunch of threes, and she never shot threes before. Uh, big, big game from Michaela Kelly, who was a redshirt freshman at the time. Um, I kind of asked her, you know, do you think you could you could play like this, you know, like more often, uh, you know, when you get more opportunities like this in the future, and you know, is this something that you you know, kind of strive to always put put up these numbers, and she goes, "Yeah, like, like this is just." She said, "She said I don't remember the exact words, but she said like this is just a box that's yet to be unopened." Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking for. I mean, we we're talking about the three pointers too. Like, she never used to take three pointers. I think her first one was actually in the postseason at the at the uh, the MAC tournament. But like, my gosh, she has a lot of talent. She's super young, redshirt sophomore. I know she's best friends with. Uh, with Sue Guevara, so that's always that always. Uh, it's hard <laughs> you know, not to be. <laughs> that, oh yeah, it's hard not to be if you if you spend that much time around the around her. She's she's really personable and really. I mean, everybody here has a lot of respect for her. Um, however, I'm I'm excited to see what Michaela Kelly does this season. It's going to be fun. I'm. I think I'm most excited to see what uh, what Presley Hudson has in store, just because you know she's always been a really big talent on this team. Mm-hmm. Like at least since I started covering them two years ago, was the. First year when I got here, that was like one of my first real beats, and it was right. just fun to watch that team. But like and watch them grow. But you know, she was a sophomore then, and then she was a junior. It's never really been her team, and not to like take anything away from Reina because she's definitely going to have you know as a senior a big role in what they do too. And she's always been great with rebounding and everything else. She's going to be their yeah. key player underneath, especially with Tanara gone. But I really think that like Presley can just take control of this team from a, from the point guard position. It's kind of always been her team, but now it's like. She's she's the person at the top. They're all going to look to her in situations when it matters and when games get close, and I think she's ready to handle it. I think she's the kind of player that's really going to make an even bigger stride yeah. this year somehow compared to where she's already been. I she, would expect yeah. big things from Presley. Well, she is, she is the the senior, her and Raina Frost. I mean, that's their mm-hmm. team now. Raina Frost, I mean, they got a lot of young talent. Raina Frost and uh, obviously Presley Hudson are their two seniors, and they're like – Far and above everybody else, probably in the conference. I would, honestly like you know, uh, Raina Frost. She won you know Mac Player of the Player of the uh, was it Player of the Tournament. 
Um, just downright yeah, just, gets in there and does the job, I does mean, whatever they ask of. Her. <laughs> exactly, but they got a, a lot of young talent too, which is kind of surprising. I mean, sophomore Kyra Bustle, she'll probably be in there trying to help re- replace Tanara Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got some good size. Um, you know, she blocked a few uh, in the postseason in those late games, and when when she was only a freshman, Maddie Waters can shoot the lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's almost incredible. I remember just watching her warming up. It was like she, she wouldn't, wouldn't miss, miss, man. It was crazy. Yeah, Cleveland. Like, yeah, that was that was nuts. But uh, they got a lot of young talent. They got a lot of uh, veteran talent. Raina Frost and and Presley Hudson. I mean, what what what's something that you're pretty excited about this year, Evan? I just think you look at at their schedule and some of the teams, you know, that they play. Some of the teams that that they're bringing. To Mount Pleasant, you know, Western Kentucky, UCF, and then you know they have the Cavalier Classic, which is obviously down in Virginia. But you know, then they bring Louisville to yeah, to Mount Pleasant. Be a big game. That yeah, that's going to be huge. And you have the Miami Holiday Classic, where you're going to get a chance to play Miami of Florida, and then basically you jump right into MAC play. But I'm just really excited for some of these big name games that you know you've seen this women's team under Sugavara just continue to add. You know, big name teams. They want to play yeah. the best. Like they want to oh, prove yeah. that they are the best. And I think that's one of their things is, like they they want to be ranked. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't think that they haven't been able to just because of the the teams that they played against. Yeah, no, maybe that's haven't a, been of, as a high caliber as they would need to to get ranked. And right. I think this season, you know, gives them an opportunity to to be ranked with Western Kentucky, UCF, Virginia, you know, Vanderbilt in there, mm-hmm. Louisville. You know, Miami of Miami, Florida. There's there are teams in there that if they beat them consistently enough, they they're gonna have a chance to be ranked. I think yeah, that's what they no, want. And, and that's something that they never really really even reached until they were started winning. Like mm-hmm. they won, you know, last year they won the MAG tournament. That that's when they kind of started getting that national attention. Then they went on this crazy run that nobody really expected. I mean, they beat Ohio State at Ohio State. Like I was not like that was so crazy. You know, you didn't expect that. Ohio State had the you know, like the highest score in all of women's college basketball ever on their team. And she scored like 18 against CMU. You know, it mm-hmm. was like this team was was definitely making a name for themselves and getting themselves out there. Um, for a while now, they've been the best team at CMU, but uh, they've definitely taken that step as as the, uh, you know, the most prominent and, and most talented team on campus. Oh, yeah. Thursday, November 1st, it all starts the next exhibition game against Northwood, and then jump right into Oakland University on the 8th, and the it's the regular season. Game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's going to be really exciting this year. Uh, I'm excited to see what Sugavara does with the team. Um, obviously, you know, they'll probably do pretty well. <laughs> I would think so. Uh, last year it was kind of them and Buffalo were the best two teams in the MAC. Uh, Buffalo beat us in the regular season, which is really kind of unexpected. Came down right to the last, uh, to the last few seconds, actually. Um, and then, and then they faced Buffalo again in that in that MAC uh, in the MAC tournament final, and and that's when CMU pulled through. So, um, definitely an exciting team to watch. Uh, they can shoot the lights out. Lots of different, you know, ages and 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 talent and um, freshman, junior, you know sophomore and and seniors so um you know always an exciting team to watch i mean if, if you're going to mcgurk arena this year let's hope it's on a wednesday or a monday for women's <laughs> basketball um so you can see a win right mm-hmm. so you can see a win so you can see a win, <laughs> so you, can see a win. you know you, you know you don't want to go and and maybe be disappointed i don't know how 
how the uh, the men's team is going to They might lose every together. game this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Kidding. Someone's lost. They'll beat Concordia and Arbor, all right? Let's, let's chill. Yeah, oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll win the tune-up games, as always, right? But, but anyway, um, that's all we got for you in this week's edition of Maroon and Bold. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs>